Tech Trek, we're your hosts. I'm Jenny. And I'm Jeff. Welcome back. Thanks to everybody who listened, all seven of you. Really happy for that. Uh, we got some great feedback on the show, so uh, wanted to kick it off, talk a little bit about who we are and why we care about tech. Uh, Jeff, what is it exactly that you do? What are you yeah, in general? I mean, for my formal title, I'm a business analyst. Oh, yeah. 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 So I spend a lot of time thinking about yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. uh, pondering and it shows brooding and, <laughs> and things like that. I've, you know, pinched forehead a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Like I could probably grow some pretty good ridges yes. in there. Also so, you use the, uh, fingertip pyramid. I, I, I do steeple my, my, my fingers yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. I, I stroke my chin mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also asked to Follow up a lot, a lot on deadlines. Yeah. And I so do a chasing lot of people around. Chasing people around, closing feedback loops, that mm. kind of thing. Making sure that we've said, hey, if we're going to do this thing, we actually do the thing. And yeah. And <laughs> these things you do are in the sphere of tech somehow? They are. I'm a, in the software as a service type yeah, of world. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works out like that, huh, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> we, in fact, met in software service. We did. Training and support. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun day that yeah. first time. I was like, who is this person? Why are they sitting right behind my desk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to see around your giant head. Um, I mean, it is big. I yeah. do admit that. Yes. It helps, you know, block the wind for people in, in, you know, in my family when I'm walking <laughs> in front of them, that kind of thing. It actually helps change the weather system if it's a little bit rainy, kind of step to the left and it's sunny. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, I spend a lot of time just trying to figure out how things need to fit together better and, mm-hmm. and uh, thinking about, like, what does a person need? Does this... Does whatever system we're using, does it meet the need? If not, how can we change it? Yeah. And then that kind of thing. So what about you, Jenny? So um, I have, sounds like I do a lot of what you do. I'm officially a product manager for software. Um, I have to listen to stakeholders and see what they need, what, what the problem is, mm-hmm. and let's see how we can help that problem get solved. Yeah. So, um, and it's, I, I lead a team of, development engineers, software engineers, and uh, designers and stuff um, to help us all like understand what the situation is, what the context is, uh, what problem needs to be solved, and how to go on with that. And also to check in regularly because there's a really great quote uh, about like what gets into the software is not the like the product manager's vision, but the, but the developer's interpretation of that. Mm, that's huge. Yeah. So, um, and it was a really like eye opening thing. So you got to really be in constant conversation with folks to root out what the problem is. So I am focused a lot on problems Yeah. and <laughs> potential risks. I have to look at that a lot. 
Um, I but, just blow past the risks. So. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I, I prefer to shoot from the hip, use my guts, instincts and stuff, and which are pretty good. But um, I think in order to get everybody on board, you got to look at all the facts, check out the data, see how everything plays out, and then roll the dice. It's all crapshoot anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So talked a little bit about what we do, mm -hmm. right? So I think you got close to it here, but one of the questions that I think that we had from feedback is like, so why, sh why do we care about what we're talking about? Right. Well, I've always got one foot into the future. I, as both, probably you two too, because you got to look at what's next, what's mm -hmm. next, what's next. And I, um, as a kid, like my dad would be a Saturday afternoon and he's like, let's watch Star Trek. And I'm like, oh God, no, please. <laughs> no. Um, but then, you know, the more I watch it, the, I'm like, okay, okay. And then Next Generation comes out, and I'm, like, all about it. And because you could hook it up to your stereo, and it sounded like you're on the ship. And, and now that we have all this tech track coming our way in our universe, yeah. um, and to see some of it around us, like, like an iPad tablet is very much like what they carry around. I just feel so cool walking around with one. I know. Um, They're really awesome. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the picture of where we could be is uh -huh. what I am in love with. And yeah. I want to be there. And I get really, really ticked off when I feel like we're, we're moving away from that. <clears throat> yeah. I think in the last episode, you talked a little bit about towards the end, of like, <laughs> like, like we're getting away from this future that we could get to right. in there. I have, I have bought into that vision so hard that I'm like, I feel betrayed. Sure. Like <laughs> when we, when we get like, no, no, slow down on the science. Let's not be science. <laughs> like, no, no. That's what we're about. This is this is about exploration. It's about learning. It's about correcting biases, and you know, working together to get you know to where everybody's taken care of, and we can then start stop worrying about is everybody fed and yeah. start worrying about like what can we become. Yeah, let's level the playing field out. Yeah, um, so. leveling the playing field is absolutely where my heart and values lay. It's where <laughs> my values rest. I like that. There we go. Like okay, that. so you always find a new word yeah. for things. So oh, we last time we also talked about the transporter, which it I did. couldn't stop calling the teleporter, <laughs> um, which, please forgive me if that happens again. Um, uh, we'll just make fun of you okay. ruthlessly online. Please do. Yeah. yeah. And all buzz is good buzz. Is That's right. Am I right, Jeff? Okay. Anyone talking about you is positive talk. Right. There's right. no negative talk. <laughs> if I've learned anything in the last four years, that's one thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I also know, like, we did decide to rate the technology as we go, and we started off with you suggesting a 1 to 10 scale and me giving it a thumbs up. So let's let's just tap back on that transporter for a second. Yeah. Um, and you gave it... So I gave it a 10. 10. 1 to 10 being, like, 1, no way, no shape, nowhere, no how am I ever going to get in a transporter... That thing's going to scramble my molecules, and I'm never going to come out the right mm -hmm. way. I'm going to look like an omelet when I come out of the other yeah. side. To 10 of, I'm jumping on the first one, <laughs> I'm going to end up on the moon, and I love it mm -hmm. because I want to be on the moon. Sure. So 1 to 10, you said two thumbs up. I did. Do you want to revise that, <laughs> I possibly? Do. I do. I'm going to give it an 8 because I I, um, I just, I, I want to say like the, the downtime of waiting for flights or waiting to get to your exit or paying tolls or, you know, getting stuck somewhere. I'm all about skipping that part. And, I, and so I'm maybe it's too harsh because, because of that, ugh, about the boredom. 
I don't know. I think I think eight's still pretty fair. Yeah. For I mean, just thinking about like what you talked about earlier about the yeah. leveling the playing field part, but thinking about the risks too. Yeah. I, that's realistic for you. Right. And the reason why it wouldn't be a 10 is because some, you know, there's a lot of dummies in the <laughs> world, right, that can really screw things up. Sure. And um, that human factor is always going to be in there no matter how perfect the technology is. Yeah. People are going to work around it. They're going to hack it. They're going to misuse it. And so, and if you misuse the transporter, you're really going to screw some stuff up. Well, yeah, and that's part of... Um, or you're going to save Scotty's life. You know? There's that. Yeah. Um, and that's part of why you might notice a sound difference in this episode. Yeah. Versus the last one, possibly. Um, you were in a bunker last time? <laughs> well, I'm going to just tell you that I didn't end up where I thought I was going to be. Hmm. Um, transporters. Right. Being, how, being they, how they are. They but, went wrong. But I'm a futurist. Okay. And I said, let's just give it a try. <laughs> didn't exactly end up where I thought that I would be for that recording. But you know what? I got back. Yeah. And we decided that... Maybe this would be better in a more face-to-face type of yeah. operation. So you're a hologram right now um, in my basement. I'm a hologram <laughs> in the basement, but, um, but I'm able to kind of take on a little more corporeal yeah. type of form right, so sure. things sound a little better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, somebody had mentioned one of our listeners. One of our listeners. Had um, talked about um, – let me pull up that comment uh, – the 6,000-mile limit on the Gen 1 transporter is mm. not getting you to Singapore. That's going around the circumference of the Earth. Doesn't the transporter have the ability to send energy through matter to your destination? Gen 1's 6K miles on a linear path through the planet should be sufficient to get you anywhere. So, like, digging to China is kind of the... Yeah, the, the metaphor is like digging a hole to China, yeah. right? Just get in your backyard, start digging, yeah. and you're going to make it there a lot faster than, well, than going at some other way, right? Uh, there is a molten core you're going to have to work with. But. So there's that. Yeah. And I'm slightly worried about Gen 1 transporters. Dealing with molten. Possibly not getting me to the destination <laughs> of the, you know, whatever the next pad might be that I need to land on. Right. You'd maybe rather stay topside for that. I think I think it, um, I think I would be, benefit more from, like, um, you know, coming, <laughs> coming out of a transporter effect, landing in the ocean versus in the molten core mm-hmm. of our Earth. Yeah, but maybe, the, I don't know if there are safeguards for that. I mean, it's just through space, but that's not molten, so. So what we'll do um, for that listener mm-hmm. is we're going to do some research on it. Okay. Um, and I'll come back to you on the next episode. Okay, when, so when you say we, you mean you? Y- yes, <laughs> the, that's the royal we. Okay, <laughs> um, very good. I forgot to say, you know. I can't hear capital letters when you're in holographic. Why, why I care um, is my last name's Kirk. Sure. And Star Trek is a big part of my my background. Yeah. Um, if you care to ask me why, I'll... Why is that, Jeff? Um, my grandpa's name was James Kirk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, we have yeah. we have some things. <laughs> we have some history there. I bet. Um, that we'll share with you in another episode. Uh, Stay okay. tuned. I can't go into it all right now, because I don't want to take up all the good time we have to talk about our current topic. Our current topic, which is the warp drive. The warp drive. Now, Jenny. Yes. Warp drive. Warp drive. Talk to me about what you know. Okay. I think it's... Okay. It's... Used on a spaceship of yes. some kind, galaxy yeah, class, good. something like that. Thank you, thank you. Um, and it, it gets you places like faster than light speed. Yes. So that's pretty fast. That's really fast. And this is like when we were talking light years before, This that's actually distance. It's not a time. Or is it? Yeah, in our last episode, we talked about um, like transporters doing miles mm-hmm. or kilometers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to figure that out. Europeans. <laughs> 
everybody, gonna, everybody else in the world. I'm not gonna, well, okay, Canadians. fine, whatever. <laughs> Anyone else in the world who's not American, um, fine, you can say kilometers. We're not going to do the, the, the reconciliation at this point. We're just going to talk about miles. Yeah. Warp drive is doing your distance in light years. Mm-hmm. And that is, a, that is a different factor. We're not yeah. talking about speed. <laughs> we're not talking about distance. We're talking about time. Yeah. So it is time. It I is was time. right about that. Yeah. And there's Einstein's involved in all this somehow too, right? The E equals MC squared. Yeah. This Drop is definitely that on you right now. Yeah, well, thanks. You know, let's yeah. try to solve that one. No, <laughs> no. Um, Einstein is in, in fact uh, an influencer into this this topic um, mm. of talking about relativity at the point of time that you're able to to get to the speed of light. Um, and I think you've got a good analogy that we'll talk about here in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time of your, you're getting to the speed of light, you are hitting the exact amount of time it takes for light to go from a star to a surface. So in okay. this case, we could talk about the sun to the earth is a light year, okay? The amount of time it takes for the sun's light to hit the earth. Yeah. Okay? Okay. That's the speed of light. Yeah. Okay? And, um, so how far is that? <laughs> it's pretty far. <laughs> it's, it's really far. Um, <laughs> Why don't you Google that, and I'll, I'll tell you. So Dr. Safari is going to come up here. We, we talked to Dr. Safari last year, last week, right? Yeah. Um, what is, state the nature of your medical emergency. <laughs> the emergency, emergency search parameter hologram. Um, so why don't you tell us about your analogy okay. that you read about this week? All right, like, I didn't know how it worked. Um, I knew warp kind of meant, like, I, to me that's like, you know, you got a record sitting out in the sun, and then it's sort of, a record is a round vinyl disc that used to be cut into grooves that you could put on a record player that will then play music. Huh. Yeah. I know you know what this I'm is because you're a hipster. I, I am. Um, but um, so it, it was vinyl, so it would melt and it would be wobbly. Um, I uh, actually went to and found a video from MIT that talked oh, about. Those guys are smart. They are. <laughs> and they're uh, charming, too. That those guys like, this is how it works. Take a slinky, okay. and you stretch it all the way out, and that's like regular space. You okay? You stretch it out, and then um, behind your ship is somewhere on that continuum, mm-hmm. and behind you you stretch it straight, and then in front, straight out, straight out, okay. straight line, and then in front of you 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 squish it up. So, but you stay in a normal slinky state. Okay. And, and then there, the time is doesn't get messed up for you or anything like that. But that's positive. The uh, the when you stretch it out behind you, it makes it propels you. Mm-hmm. And then when you scrunch up the front end of the slinky, that shortens the distance from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah, because you're basically bending light. Yeah. Which is the way that warp is actually achieved. Yeah. So it's like it's folding space and time around you somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it's what it is. like an enchilada if you've ever watched them. So here's a here's a fun... Peggy Sue got married. Okay. There's a really good We'll have to look at that. I think in the show notes we might link out to the MIT video for yes. people. Yes, yes. Um, and and the Peggy Sue got married. Peggy Sue got married. You have to see that movie. It's a classic. Yeah, but he talks about the, the burrito like effect. Yeah, yeah. And so here's a, here's a callback for, mm-hmm. for folks as well. If you've ever looked at the logo for Star Trek... So you've got the sort of like delta triangle kind of mm-hmm. deal with the the sort of oblong, <laughs> sort of oval type shape mm-hmm. around, behind it. Like in Star Trek Next Generation, their badges yeah. had that that sort of thing. Or if you look at Kirk's uniform from the original series, mm-hmm. not not the green like V-neck, yeah, tied, on tied the off side. little, the sassy little sarong <laughs> that he had on. But like, so so wrong, it's right. <laughs> oh yes. Ah. <laughs> oh. um, 
the the gold you know command uniform had the had that logo on it too. That's actually the symbol of warp drive. Oh. As 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 the as you're getting to the speed of light, the space behind it is being folded and compressed, mm-hmm. and around it is the actual time distance that's being traveled, as opposed to mm-hmm. what you would put a straight line. Call back to our other, other comment about doing a straight line through the Earth to Singapore, for example. Right. <laughs> so this is like. This is serious travel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For real explorers. This is, yes, this is real travel. This is, um, so think about like the first time that, um, let's do, let's do, you know, this moment in history, right? Mm -hmm. So you are a fisher person. Doubtful. Okay. You are a person who stands (laughs) on the pier and watch fisher boats go out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. and you've been watching these same boats go out uh-huh. and, and back and forth, you know, all all your life, uh-huh. maybe ten years, fifteen. Okay. Maybe you moved to the fishing village, <laughs> and then you started watching the fishing boats. Can this fish, fishing village be Cabot Cove? Yes, okay. it can be Cabot Cove. All right. I think down. for the purposes of this, it would actually be helpful if it be Cabot Cove. Yeah. Because um, it's pretty far east mm-hmm. in terms of geography for the United States. Yeah. But all of a sudden, this German warship comes up on the side uh-huh. with a wake behind it. Okay. And you hear this humming sound coming from it. Like the fake Zarathustra? Could, could be, yeah, like that. Okay. <laughs> Whereas all the other ships you've ever seen have just been a sailboat with a mast and, you know, things like that coming off the back of it. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. You've never heard this weird humming sound. You've never seen this unnatural wake. Uh-huh. Because sailboats don't make that kind of wake. True. Right? And the boats you've seen have always just been coming out and then coming back. Yeah. This one came from somewhere you've never even seen. Okay. Okay? Okay. Maybe not German. It could have been anywhere. Australian. Red October? Red October. Just pulls up right up, right outside Cabot Cove. All of a sudden, unseen. Like it just blink, it's there. Yeah. Okay. Like, like it, Like it transported there. Almost like it transported there or teleported. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Both. I mean, check the dictionary. They both mean the same thing. So your reality has always been couched in, I've seen that boat come in and out. Yeah. All of a sudden this strange apparition appears that mm-hmm. you've never seen before. It's metal. You've always seen like wooden boats. It's got stuff coming out of a smokestack or or maybe a nuclear sub like the Red October that you brought up. Yeah. You're like, how is this thing even operating, right? Right. So that's what warp drive is like. Okay. For the transportation type of analogy that we've been thinking about. It is so, so completely different than from, any other. Type from of my way. perspective on the pier of Cabot Cove, having just solved the mystery, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden, like magic, a weird ship appears. Yeah. And then it, like, does it have an effect, like, on, or just, like, loop, there it is, or whoosh, all, my, all my fishing boats are. No, I mean, it just appears. Okay. It's crazy how it works because yeah. it's not. And it, so. Up to the, the point of, of warp drive, propulsion was called impulse drive. Mm-hmm. And it was still kind of in our traditional sort of like, I'm going to make force and it's going to push me along. Yeah. Right? Warp doesn't operate like that. Warp doesn't care how much power your engine has. Mm-hmm. It just gets you there. Okay. Because it's, it's just getting to that warp factor one. And then whatever else past that is just a time factor. It's not a speed or power factor. Okay. So warp factor one... There's what nine-ish, true like cataloged nine to 
like like nine point nine. Yeah. Out there, it's not really gone beyond nine point nine. So is that nine times the speed of light? Is that what that means? Or is there more? It's to... more exponential. Ugh. I did find, however, the distance question that we talked about. Oh, good. So the distance from the Earth to the Sun, ninety-two million nine hundred fifty-five thousand eight hundred seven miles. So if you hit warp one, you'd be there in a second. In a second. To the Sun, nine hundred yeah. million miles. Yes. That's not far. That's pretty far. That's moving. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> As they say, that's moving along. So, if I'm on that vehicle, uh -huh. going that fast, how do I know when to hit the brakes? Like, I mean, is that... Well, that's when you need a pretty experienced helmsman. Yeah. Or helmsperson. Helmsman, we'll, I think. We'll, label, we'll level the playing field. Okay. Okay? Um, I, mean, I think the official naval carryover turn and still is helmsman. That's fine. Right? It doesn't offend me. Right. Well, it's just like calling, um, you know, Captain a female sir. officer, sir. Yeah. That's, that's totally cool. That's how it works, right? Yeah. And mister, you know, yeah. like, a, like, a, like an underling. Still call them mister. You're not going to call them miss. Or miss sure. Or, yeah. We're beyond gender identity at that point. Yeah. It's really just a label classification for, are they higher in rank than me or lower than rank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters on the starship, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> so you need a really experienced helmsman who is able to know where they're supposed to end. <laughs> and you need a pretty good computer system to know this thing, too. Sure. You're, you're using coordinates just like you would in sailing. Uh -huh. You're using your, your, old, your sextant to look at the stars and measure the distance and that sort of thing. Uh -huh. Or popular film from the last couple of years, Moana. How she <laughs> holds her finger and her thumb up and... You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's that same type of measurement, right? Yeah. Um, except on a scale of millions of miles. Yeah, and not fingers, but like the astronomy lab or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The astrolab. Mm. That's what it's called. Well, no. Nope. I think the word you're looking for... <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> ...is stellar cartography. Okay. Because you're right. mapping the stars. Sure. Right? Right. So in warp drive, you need to have that uh -huh. so that you know... If I'm starting here and I'm going to be traveling at the speed of light or faster, yeah, where do I need to stop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. When you get, get there, you got to know when to stop. Yeah, and yeah. <sighs> All right, but but it's not about speed. No. That's that's the that's the thing that people always have to wrap their heads around. Uh -huh. It's not about speed. It's about time. Okay, and you're basically manipulating time through subspace. Through subspace. Through subspace. So we talked about this last episode a little bit. Okay. You talked about transporters yeah. being able to use subspace mm -hmm. and that sort of honeycomb yeah. type of analogy. Well, that's how warp drive works. You create this warp field mm -hmm. and that takes you into subspace. Oh, okay. Okay. And then subspace is, then you just ping up. And then you're just connecting to different parts of the honeycomb okay. at that point. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> So what, I mean, how do you achieve this? Like, I, I've heard about dilithium crystals, matter, antimatter. I know, like, if you push mm. on antimatter, it actually pushes back or something like that. It's right. like negative it's negative force. negative force. And okay. you have to have a balance of, of matter mm -hmm. to antimatter. Yeah. And this, this is where it all gets a little funny, this funny is, for me. Yeah. So um, imagine, if you will. Okay. <laughs> imagine if you got a water bottle. Mm -hmm. That's with the nozzle face down mm -hmm. and a water bottle with the nozzle face up, mm -hmm. and you've got this little collector in the middle, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
that's the basic design of most warp drives. It's an antimatter, or it's a matter antimatter drive. And what's the thing in the middle? And the thing in the middle is where you store the dilithium crystals, which are the most efficient way to harness the power of those two matter and antimatter sections. Is that some kind of new age gadget? Uh, you'd think so, <laughs> right? Uh, you're not going to find this on Oprah's, you know, website yeah. or Doctor Bones. Uh, Doctor Doc, Bones. Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz isn't going to be um, talking about dilithium crystals it's anytime soon. It's not an anti vaxxer It's not lotion. like it's not going to help you with arthritis. It's not going <laughs> to. It's not going to cure your migraines, but mm. it will. It's not a deodorant. Clearly. It's not a deodorant. <laughs> it's not activated charcoal. Okay. This will. This will literally cause 100 million fusion reactions per second. Ooh, that's a lot, right? That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, recent news in the time that we're recording this, mm. not so recent if you're listening to this 100 years from now, um, but um, and then recent past in terms of Earth history, Chernobyl, right? 1986. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a fission reactor, re reactor uh -huh. right? But because of the way that the the reaction happened with the explosion, it actually what went from fission to fusion. Right. Which is really bad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I watched I watched Chernobyl. I'm keeping up with you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Did you bring your red and blue cards? I didn't bring those two with okay. me today. Alright, I'll can, just remember them. Yeah, so maybe we can do that another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so if you think about that, this is a controlled nuclear reaction happening uh -huh. on the scale of 300 million Chernobyls. Oh, God. Okay. In your engine room. So much can go wrong. <laughs> a lot can go wrong. But there's a lot of fail-safes that they have in place in modern warp drives. Yeah, a containment field, right? Containment field is one huge part of that. Okay. Another is the warp core itself. Okay. Which is, it acts as sort of a portable way to get you out of trouble. <laughs> well, that's handy. Because all modern ships now can just eject the warp core if it's becoming a problem. Now, it does leave you... What, does, what happens then? Well, the warp, the warp cord cord. just goes out in space and does and does whatever it's going to do. Explode, blows up. yeah, and doesn't or just floats. In this. Okay, <laughs> it's somebody else, somebody it's else's problem. Basically, right someone else's problem. Okay. It's like you know the airplanes that fly over and they have to kind of re relieve the relieve the lavatory and, and you get the frozen case of pee, right? So its warp core is is kind of like a starship's frozen case of, <laughs> of nuclear pee. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those the other day. I saw a doctor got some antibiotics. It's all good now. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah. So um, it also leaves your starship basically not fast anymore. Not fast, um, and also a lot of starships use the warp drive to power weapons or defense systems and mm -hmm. that sort of thing too. So not always the best thing to do as like the first reaction. <laughs> not to the last. That's like the. You know the. It's like right before you're gonna do um, a self destruct. Yeah, you would do that. You would do the warp core. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like let's try this first. Okay. Okay. So it's just, it's the penultimate. It's the pen. Oh yes, penultimate yeah. thing that you would do. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that being said, so why would we use warp drive? Why? Well, I suppose if you wanted to go to the sun. Yeah. Like I don't want to go to the sun. I don't want to go outside. Well, I know. It's really hot. Because we're out. in your basement. I know. It's like, it's really nice and cool in here. I know. But think about this. So let's let's go to the Star Trek universe here for mm -hmm. a second, right? <laughs> there we go. Okay. So 
dawn, you know, happens, and there's this weird Tootsie Roll-looking um, object hovering outside of Earth's orbit, mm-hmm. and it's sucking all the water oh, from no. the ocean. Uh-huh. They've just, like, brought Spock back from the dead. Yeah. Um, it's been a rough week. He's still kind of speaking Vulcan, and not so much of, like, Federation standard at that point. Yeah. They've stolen a Klingon vessel. Too much LDS. Yeah, too much LDS. <laughs> They've stolen a Klingon vessel. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're all kind of wearing, like, sort of hip modern clothing. Yeah. You know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of their casual of wear. Cloth. A lot of Terry, a lot of ruffles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they come upon this thing hovering over the earth, and they can't get through. Mm. And so what do they decide that they're going to do? Well, don't they, they need to go back in time. They, they need to go back in time. They, they need to find a whale. I don't remember how they figure that so, out. So, I'm not quite sure. They, they made the correlation of, that sounds like a whale song. Yeah. But oh. Well, there's no whales on the Earth yeah. at that point in history. <clears throat> because they have become extinct. <clears throat> so, they said, well, I know where we can go to whales. 20th century Earth. They have whales. Hell yeah. And so... Sort of still, yes. Kind of. They're not all being hunted. Right. <laughs> they're not... They're getting... You know, they're starting to not be performance artists anymore in some right. world. exactly. Yeah. They're, a... they're letting them actually be whales now yeah. as opposed to clowns. Right. So, um, so they say, well, we got to go back in time. Uh-huh. Well, warp drive can bring you back in time if you've got something powerful enough that can harness that warp bubble yeah. and, and kind of bend light in the right direction. Right, so we're not going from point A to point B. Now we're going from point A to old-timey A. Yes, point A to old-timey A. Helvetica A A to Times New Roman A. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So exactly that. So they said, we're going to create a warp bubble, Uh and we're going to warp around the sun. Yeah. And use the sun's magnetic field and light year speed to create the amount of, of time distance to get us back to 20th century Earth. All right. Through, that, the, through the honeycomb. Honey right. Through the honeycomb. Right. And Spock did all the calculations. Now, this is like newly Mid-tid. not dead <laughs> Spock. So yeah. they're kind of like, oh, this might work. Spock 2.0. Yeah. This might not work. We're not sure. Okay. Um, 15 minutes of weird graphics later, they end up in 20th century Earth. Right. They but they were able to solve the problem. Yeah. Because they went back in time. That would be a hack, though, I think, of the warp drive. I don't know that they would want to make regularly planned I, I'm pretty time sure, trips. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Starfleet frowned upon the use of, star, of warp drive for that type of purpose. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Kirk's way, right? Well, he's gonna he's just going to shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> yeah. And he's also going to like take the rules, set them aside, and rework it. Yeah. And then It'll when he comes back, rude. he'll say, okay, fine. So, yeah, Slap me on you. the wrist. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I have to be a captain again yeah. instead of an admiral? Oh, Please don't throw me no. in the briar patch. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. That, that sort of thing. Yeah. So he said, there's a problem. We're going to go back in time. We're going to grab a whale. We're going to come back. Okay, I've totally lost my train of thought. It's okay. But so we're talking about why primary, we would use it, right? The primary use is to go great distances. It's, it's not really meant for time travel. To go great distances in a completely different sense of time. Yeah. Like in the fourth dimension. Isn't time the fourth dimension? Yeah. 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 So you're taking... And then the fifth dimension is like a 50s... Like 60s soul 60s band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Motel. A lot of scarves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. So... Oh, if, no, not Motel. It was up, up, and away. Oh. In a beautiful balloon. Is that yeah. the fifth dimension? That's the fifth right? dimension, yeah. So they were kind of about travel, too. 
True. So well, that will be on our Fifth Dimension podcast. Which, which will launch after we get through <laughs> all of the tech all track. All the tech track. Sad. And whale business. <laughs> God, we're going to be busy. That's all right. We might need to use it for time travel then. Oh, think- no. This is what it was. Okay. All right. So basically, Warp Drive has that secret hidden feature. Mm-hmm. Um, un- undocumented feature. Undocumented feature. <laughs> okay. That would allow us to correct for human behavior. So let's say Chernobyl happens, it happens, and oh, RIP. It's terrible and sad. But like, if we had that warp drive and we shotgun around the sun, maybe we go back and tell them to be not a bunch of big liars and cover uppers. And we uh, could do that if we had that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And the, <laughs> I think the problem is that we we'd also have to be able to do the math. Yeah, we would need of of yeah maybe. of a Vulcan's. Sort of intellect. Well, Lucy, my youngest daughter, is really good at math. Well, let's so, talk to her. Yeah, we'll we'll bring her in sometime. Yeah, we'll get her offline and bring her in. See what the what the probabilities. So, like. what do you think could go wrong with warp drive? Oh my god, a lot. I mean, we talked about we talked about this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, what are you scared of? Because well, I know small, the risk part for you, right? So, I am not real super psyched. As much as I love science. I'm not 100% sure I'm a space guy. Mm, um, okay. Looking at, like, Apollo missions and what they have to wear and how they got to get locked in on mm-hmm. that and then how they have, like, just a ba- airport bathrooms about the space around yeah. them. Um, and then things held together with glue and screws and, like, analog knobs and all of this kind of stuff. And Transistors. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tubes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, like... Just talking about it like makes me anxious. Sure. Like the claustrophobia. So I am I am not like at all interested in being on an early mission to space because I do not want to be confined in a spacesuit in a capsule and any of those things. So sounds like warp drive like I don't know like how do you take off and land? Like do you have to be bundled into a capsule and like that's a good question. So first of all, warp drive, you really, um, in terms of operations, don't use it within the atmosphere of a planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you'd use you'd, the, you'd use the transporter yeah. to get up to the spaceship. Yeah, or a shuttlecraft. Or a shuttlecraft. Or a space station. Or a space station. Or a wormhole mall. Or a wormhole mall, which <laughs> I think is next episode, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, you're not going to use warp drive on the surface of a planet mm-hmm. because of the magnetic field of the planet. Okay. Would interfere with the warp bubble. Oh, so oh, you if your ship was on the ground, you'd use impulse or something else. Exactly, you'd use like a normal traditional. Yeah, propulsion. exactly. You'd use warp drive once you're okay. in space and also outside of the gravity well of a planet. What's a gravity well? It's pretty awesome. Okay, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's you like have a bucket and you literally, dip down it. It kind of is like that analogy. Okay. The closer you get to the planet, make a wish. You're gonna fall into the gravity well of that planet. Okay. Whether whether you're inside the atmosphere or not, you'll and make be, a wish. be pulled in and, and make a wish. Hopefully, you don't get burned up in the atmosphere. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to not getting burned up. Cheers to not getting burned up. Clink. Clink. <laughs> so what else? Does that okay? Does that help so, a little bit with the yeah, anxiety? It, yeah, and it sounds like propulsion nowadays is a little less like you on a tiny capsule. Yeah. And on, on a five miles of gasoline or something. <laughs> exactly. <rocket> fuel. <laughs> With just enough to get you right out of the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're basically 
then yeah. you're just <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I um, I'm not really super excited about actually being in space unless it doesn't feel like space. <laughs> well, that's what starships are like. Yeah. They don't feel like space. Yeah. Now, probably some of the early early starships, yeah. you know, maybe not so great. But we wouldn't have been able to have the Earth join the Federation, for example. Right. Unless they were warp capable. Okay. That's what... That makes sense. That's what well, you couldn't get around... You can get outside of our galaxy without it. Well, but it's also one of the standards of the Federation. Yeah. Is to not interfere in non-warp tech... Like, um, we can mess around with warp tech people all we want, though, right? Oh, yeah. If yeah. they've got warp, we can... We can <laughs> We can mess Prime directives. Exactly. Off. <laughs> yeah. Kirk can have free reign on whatever he wants to do. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, except for, you know, maybe if he does something. Why is that, though? Wouldn't you want to interfere with pre-warp people? It's a development thing more than anything, Jenny. Um, it's, it's such a completely, totally different mentality of thinking about the universe in that you could travel faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling that right now. Okay. Like, as you talk about warp drive, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> okay. The more you know, the more you can be scared of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does, you lay all the risks out there. I mean, matter, antimatter, if they should meet, then that's bye-bye for all around you. Basically, outside of the core, if yeah. they if they meet, it's, it's bad news. Bad news bears. Bad news bears. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of examples of, okay. of that to talk about, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, one sure, of those, let's scare me further. So, uh, I'm going to bring up the, the scariest one. Okay. It did have a good resolution to it, but I'm going to bring you the scariest one. Um, and I think we should take a break after that. Okay. But, have a cookie? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, our, our good friend, Wesley Crusher. Yeah, he's warming them up right now. Yeah, he's warming up the cookies. He's actually the the progenitor of this... Disaster. Of this disaster. Oh, good. Somebody's working on some, hopefully, snickerdoodles. <laughs> and not warp cookies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Hey, Wesley, those are just regular cookies, right? They're not... Snickerdoodles? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, that's what they are. Okay. I feel really confident right now. Okay. Um, so, he's studying for the academy exam. Mm-hmm. Had this new thing that he had to work on for his engineering um, specialty that he was going to do. And created this warp bubble mm-hmm. that got out of control and opened a portal into an alternate reality. Okay. That also was a destructive alternate reality Ugh. and was destroying the ship and and also killing everyone that was in this alternate reality. Oof. Wesley was killing everybody. The the warp bubble. Oh, the warp bubble. That he created. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a. <sighs> um. So they were able to. They were able to fix it. They fixed the glitch. Yeah. With the help of this guy Wesley's called... no longer <laughs> getting a paycheck. We <laughs> didn't tell him directly, but... <laughs> we can assume. But this guy called the Traveler helped mm-hmm. him out. Like, yeah. Kind of fixed the pieces here. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad, really bad scene. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole episode about it. You can see it on Next Gen. So you, yeah. could, you could create a warp bubble that could potentially wreck two universes parallel universes good yeah yeah okay. um so yeah you think about that burrito analogy right. we talked about earlier right so yeah. you open that up and there's all kinds of stuff inside there and they could all be gone mm-hmm. just be an empty tortilla oh boy and then the tortilla would be gone <laughs> and then, nothing <laughs> and then you just have a clean plate and that's yeah. all that's all that you have to show for it <laughs> makes the clean plate clubbers happy but 
somebody else. Well, Wesley's motioning that the cookies are ready. Oh, you want oh, to take a break real quick yeah. talk about Let's have a cookie? Oh, Snickerdoodle. Oh, fortune cookie. <laughs> Wesley, you never cease to disappoint us. But it is sort of wrapped like, you know, the warp thing. Yeah, he has the design, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll give him a point for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what a scoreboard says, but in terms of Wesley's cookies yet, but um, they're sort of disappointing. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So my fortune cookie says, it never hurts to suck up to the boss. Oh, boy. Oh. You know, some would say this is my personal philosophy. <laughs> I, uh, I agree with this one. Never I, hurts to suck up to the boss. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, you know, I've found the doing work where you need to be recommending things and planning the path forward. It's like you got to have trust, right? And, and part of trust especially from up to authority is like if I know you're my boss and I know like you love stuff with mole sauce on it or whatever well, I'm gonna bring some of that in every now and then just partly because you're the boss but partly because that's I mean I build relationships by you know being likable with people and sharing things that I know they like um my love language is giving okay you know? okay uh, so, and, and I've been accused of being a suck up before because I also like to point out when people are doing good things, you know, and I think that, um, people may see that as sucking up, but I, I mean it when I say it. So sure. yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. And I, I actually don't care if people think I'm a suck up because I get things done. <laughs> you know, you got, I think it, it never hurts to suck up to the boss, create that friendly relationship, you know, uh, with with the rich and mighty always a little sure. patience you know i'm i'm all about this one i it has never bit me okay mine my cookie says don't tell customers more than they need to know hmm this applies directly to the warp drive oh my goodness it does yes <laughs> like most of what we talked about i wouldn't want to tell customers yeah let's, let's say that you walked into <laughs> the you know the starship Dealership. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Starship dealership. Ooh. The SS, USS Starship dealership. I like this. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's, Starship dealership on a Starship. Whoa. That's kind of meta. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're going to buy your next Starship mm -hmm. for your family teenage. vacation. Yeah, teenage yes. road trip. Yeah. <laughs> just, they just got their Starship license. Good some, for them. Yeah, something easy to yeah. do. So Low risk. Salesman walks up. <laughs> Salesperson walks up. We'll, sure. we'll, we'll sales up. being. Sales being. <laughs> Let's go beyond the binary. Yeah. Uh, sales sales thing. Might have a tail. <laughs> sales thing shows up. And maybe not even a corporeal person. Sure. Could be an emergency salesperson hologram. Yeah. <laughs> an ESH. Yeah. What is the nature of your transportation please, needs? Please state the nature of your transportation needs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I actually would prefer that. Okay. Yeah. 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 To, you could, to being sucked up. Because you can always say computer in program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> as much as I enjoy sucking up, I don't appreciate being sucked up too. So. Oh, yeah. Or condescended to. Oh, no, I kind of do. But do you like to be condescended to? Because oh, that's, no. that's what the EMH oh. was really famous for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know everything about medical in the entire universe. Yeah. And you're telling me that you think you know how to fix your broken finger. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Good luck okay. With that kid. Yeah. You, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 
I got better things to do. Here's a hypo's break, yeah. kid. Call so me in the morning. They come up and say, "Hey, what? What are you? What are you looking for? I got a, I got a, I got a beauty right here. Just a <laughs> real beauty. You're not gonna get a better starship Is than this one. Is it safe? Oh, it's safer than safe. Okay. Let me tell you, it's got all kinds of safeguards. It's got the latest engineering in it. Yeah. It's a super piece of technology. Okay, if I take it to my mechanic, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, well, we've got the best mechanic in the galaxy. We oh. have a hologram of Scotty. Okay. He's checked it out top to bottom. No issues. Okay. Oh, it also has warp drive. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty fast. Oh, or it's... Or short time travel. It'll get you there before you even think about it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrific. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> Yeah, uh, they think with no warp drive. <laughs> <laughs> we can go out to the, the budget lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a couple of impulse engines out there. <laughs> That'll do for the teens. I don't want them to get a speeding ticket. <laughs> so, yeah, never tell a customer more than they need to know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a safe, safe technology. Right. It's been right. being used all over the place now. Other other cultures have developed their own version of it. Mm -hmm. Totally safe. Okay. So let's okay. go. Let's go to the scoreboard. <laughs> so what, last... what's it going to take to get you in this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write a number down on this piece of paper, <laughs> and I want you to write a number down. <laughs> let's see how close we are. <laughs> so, Jenny, let's go to the scoreboard here. Okay. We we uh, we talked about transporters in the last one, and we kind of tied up the scoreboard <laughs> today. Got it in order. Yeah. yeah. So. One to ten scale. Uh-huh. One fortune cookie to ten fortune cookies. Yeah. One being, <laughs> one being um, don't ever talk to me about warp drive again. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my paddle and <laughs> see how far I can get Yeah. going that way. Uh -huh. To ten being um, I want to be a warp engineer. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. You're going to give it a three. Okay. I, I am... Uh... It's super dangerous, and I am also afraid of being in outer space. <laughs> um, as much as I love the tales of exploration, I'm not sure I'm the gal to hop aboard. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like at a ten on this one, no. but I'm definitely at like like a seven or an eight. Yeah. I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah. Um, gosh, it would be really cool to travel past the speed of light. I mean. Just well, it wouldn't feel like it to you. Like you wouldn't feel any different. It wouldn't feel of, different because of the little bubble that you're right. in. Right, it's not going to feel different. And I think it would just be really awesome to say, "Yeah, I traveled past the speed of light." Mm -hmm. like, that's just all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> well, I could buy that at the at the wormhole ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the opportunities are boundless. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, that's fair. I think that's uh, a fair score for me. It's not. I'm not like going ten every single time. Right, right. But um, well, who wants to be a warp core engineer? I mean, that's 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 yes. dangerous. Yeah, well, I think I'm more fit for command than oh, engineering. Oh sure, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, it would be awesome to be able to command a starship mm -hmm. that could go past the speed of light. Yeah. To be able to solve problems. You better be able to pick out a good helms person. Well, yeah. Yeah. I have a couple in mind. But, <laughs> okay. um, but like to be able to solve problems, yeah. to get there. Talk about, you know what? 
I might bump it up a little bit because like the to make the journey instantaneous like that and to like exponentially farther than the transporter does that's warming it up for me I mean right now it's gonna take 20 plus years to fly to Mars Oof. It's got that kind of time. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> but with a warp drive. With a drive, warp drive, you could get there in about, you know, a minute. Okay. I'm at a five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do a five on that one for yeah. Penny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, I think the thing about this, about us, our conversation too, is that we leave each other a little bit of room here for. Yeah. It's a negotiation. <laughs> yeah. It's a negotiation. I'm going to write a number down. I'm okay. going to slide it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where we are. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, oh. Well, I have talked to my Klingon grandpa. Oh, how's he doing? He's, you know, he hates everyone. Okay. But it's not out of being just a mean person. It's just he's a Klingon. Yeah. He's had a rough time. Yeah. You know, they they, they like suddenly had, you know, went out of style to not have skull ridges. Oh, yeah. You know? uh, and, he's got them, though. Right? He, well, yeah, he had surgery. Oh. So, to get those. Okay. He was before the skull ridges happened. And then you got the surgery, and now the they're surgery. out of fashion. And now they're, they're out of fashion again. And God. It's like you're being a It's tough fashion. being a Klingon. I know. <laughs> Keeping up with the trends. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't... He's not scheduled to get the ridges taken off. He's going to leave them on for now. Because okay. he's a little bit of a rebel. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but he gave me another piece of advice. Okay. Some more Klingon wisdom. Let's hear it. A fool... And his head are soon parted. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about that in terms of warp drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, don't use warp drive close to a planet. True. Yeah. You will. You will. You will explode. Yeah. Don't um, use a warp drive close to your head. Don't use a warp drive close to your head. Um, don't stick your head in the matter antimatter How many containment times system. Do I have to tell you? <laughs> Come your, on, kids. Get your heads out there. Yeah. A fool and his head are soon parted. That's drastic. I mean, I, I guess for a Klingon, it's. I mean. Well, I think about it like with like last the last racist? episodes. No, I'm sorry. Last episodes wisdom was similar, in a way. Yeah. You know. Um, was about the sharp batleth and the yeah. sharp eye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that <laughs> the fool is going to go into battle with the sharp batleth. You know, I'm getting a picture of my Klingon grandpa's wisdom. It's a lot about just battles. Yeah. A lot of hand to hand, up close well, contact. <laughs> you got to talk about what you know. I guess. Yeah. Stay yeah. in your lane, stay right? Stay in your lane. Um, <laughs> and I imagine, like, there is a thing about battle that's about brute physicality but it, you do enough of that you sort of like gain wisdom in the philosophical sense i mm. would think that's deep um i'm trying to be <laughs> but like i mean you have sun Tzu, right you gained a lot of wisdom yeah, yeah people use in business now um but yeah a fool in his head are soon parted i think yes if you're in battle a lot. <laughs> if you're in battle a lot like, and you're being foolish, yeah, you're going to lose your head pretty soon. If you have a sharp batleth and you aren't paying attention, like I think we talked about that, yeah. your, your head can fly you're, off. You're, you could lose your own head. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of feeling like your grandpa's a little bit of one note <laughs> <laughs> on his wisdom. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, 
you know, Klingon literature tends to go that way a lot of times. <laughs> right, right. But I, I, you know, you haven't seen Romeo and Juliet or Hamlet. You haven't seen Hamlet until you've heard it in the original Klingon. That's what I've heard. Yeah, um, over and over again. <laughs> over and over and over. It's repeated a lot. Yeah, every gathering. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Grandpa Klingon is his proverb for us. A ho- a, sorry, a fool in his head are soon parted. Yeah, well... There's some arguing that, but <laughs> I guess not from a Klingon perspective. Just trying to open my mind to, you know, reduce some bias, but that's not helping. It's helping create more bias. But. Well, let's talk about how people can find us. Yeah. I'm on Twitter, uh, Jenny7, the number seven, and then three S's. Jenny7s. Yeah. I just made that up with no purpose or anything like that. So just to distinguish myself. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, I'm boring. Yes. In my Twitter handle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Basic. Yeah. It's just at Jeff Kirk. Yeah. You'll find me that way. Yeah. Um, you can find our website at techtrekpodcast.com. Yep. You can find our episodes on Spotify and iTunes. That's right. At, Please subscribe. At techtrekpodcast.com. Yeah. And if you like what you heard, I'd say give us a rating. Yeah, review us. Review us. Give us a rating. It's going to make it easier for people to find us. Yep. And, and make the listenership a little bit bigger. If you didn't like what you hear, keep it to yourself. Yeah. We don't want to hear it. We don't. <laughs> we have really uh, tender hearts. And uh, we'll cry a lot. Yeah. I mean, so. I, yeah, just even, even think about this episode. I was crying a little bit. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, just because Warp Drive is, you know, it's a soft spot there. Is so. it? Okay. Seems really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, keep it to yourself if you don't like it. Yeah, zip it. Because we don't we don't need to waste our time on that. No. But if you like it, tell us. Yeah, please there. do. Because we are super media validation. <laughs> <laughs> Never hurts to suck up to the boss. Right. High five. Grace. Hey, that's a good, that's a that's a really great holographic high five. All right, I mean, for the the technology we have, it made yeah. it a pretty good one. Next up, we're going to be talking about the Wormhole Mall. Oh, so the mall at the end of the wormhole, the stable wormhole. Good times at the mall. Yeah. Space malls. Now, that, that's 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 what's going to get my warp drive vote up a little bit. But I think okay. I'm staying at five. You're stay at five? But that, that's you get to the mall faster with warp uh, drive. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Probably going to have to sit in traffic and find a parking spot and that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're just there. And you can dip into quirks and go to town. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Really, really happy to, that you're here. Oh, man. It's just a lot of fun to do this. And we, we're just glad that y'all are hopefully enjoying this, too. Yeah. Um, again, you know where to find us. And look forward to hearing you, um, your responses, your questions, that sort of thing later on. We look forward to bringing you our next podcast on the next episode. Yep. Take care. Until then, I'm Jeff. I'm Jenny. Bye for now. Bye. Vanguardy Base here. The Eagle has landed.